Lord God, Father, heaven bless you once again for another day. We thank you, Father, for doing what you do best. It is being faithful to us, even when we are faithless. And I pray as always, Father, that you would bless us this day by filling us with your Holy Spirit. And I pray that we be led by your Spirit in all that we do. In Jesus' name I ask and pray. Amen. Today, i like to talk about obedience. And our roles in our, in our household. I think it's important that you understand that we are a Christian family. Now, being a Christian family doesn't mean that we're perfect, that we're a perfect family. As a matter of fact, we're far from it. And each day, we have to work at it, work at being a family that is That, that recognizes that we're not our own, but that we belong to someone who is greater than we are, to someone who is perfect, and that is God. Although we're not perfect. We're not perfect. God is perfect. God is holy. And he has made it clear that he wants us to be holy as well. And he's not going to be satisfied until we are holy. It is that we are righteous. That we are right before him. According to his standards. According to his will. So although we are not perfect. It doesn't necessarily mean that. We can just. Be satisfied with that. Rest with that. Be content with that. Because we can't. God doesn't want us to. He wants us to be better than that. And he has promised us that we will be better than that. That is imperfect, unholy, unrighteous, and so forth. We need wisdom. On how to live each day. Wisdom begins with the fear of God. That is a. In the sense that. When I say fear I mean in the sense that. Um, 
seek to honor him, to revere him in all that we do. And over in Ephesians chapter 5, it speaks to us about our roles as husbands, as wives, as children, as parents, as slaves, and as masters, and so forth. What I'd like to touch on today is, first of all, our roles as parents. Beginning with me, as your father. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4 reads, Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. The author, who was Paul, is speaking to fathers, speaking to men who have children. Now, with that clarified and that defined, what does it mean to exasperate your children? I think Paul, when he says do not exasperate your children, what he's speaking about here, he's saying to us as fathers, we have a job to do. We have a responsibility. We have a duty. To deal with our children in a way that doesn't confuse them. To deal with them in a way that is not harmful. To deal with them in a way that will and hopefully encourage them. And to... Build them up. It's not my job to, it is my, as, as a father, it's not our job to um, have children, say for example, to have children and then walk away and say, that's it, I'm done. I've done my job. That would exasperate a child, especially as they get older and they start to wonder who their father is and where their father is. Now, some fathers, of course, just can't be there for their children because they're dead. But for those fathers who are alive, we have to be there for our children because they're going to want to know us. And when we can't be there, we need to Pray to God to ask him to forgive us. And we need to pray to God to ask, is there any way possible that we can help out or be there for our children? Because when we are not there, it discourages them. It leads them to believe that they're not loved. And when, once they start feeling that they're not loved, they start to act out. 
They start to do things that are in rebellion, not only against the Father themselves, but also against God. Studies show that men, the majority of men, especially that are in prison, that are incarcerated, uh, their fathers are missing. They don't know their fathers. They don't have a relationship with their fathers. A great percentage of them don't have a relationship with their fathers. You'll be surprised at how many men are in prison or incarcerated because they don't have a relationship with their fathers. They started off that way. They're lost. They're confused. It goes all the way even to um, areas of animals. I've studied animals, especially like elephants. Elephants, bull elephants especially. When there is no um, other uh, male elephants around to, to control the, the young bulls, they go crazy. And they start damaging and even killing other, 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 other elephants of the community because they don't have any restraints. They don't have any other male bulls there to control them or to handle them. And it's the same way. I've seen it many times in my community that I grew up in. Where um, mothers, especially, who were left with their children. And I'm talking about especially the male children. The women, the girls, they're not, oftentimes not as much a problem until they start to be, reach, uh, get closer to teen, teenagers, become teenagers. And then they actually, they start following the pattern of their mothers. And which starts to create more problems and so forth. But, uh, so it, it affects not only the males, it affects the females as well. Well, and I'm talking about uh, human beings now. The females, they end up ha having, um, t you know, so we have a large percentage in my, my community, especially, that uh, teen, teen pregnancy is very high. We call it babies having babies. The males are killing each other at an astronomical rate. High rate, very high rate. Males are killing each other, incarcerated, and so forth. Because the father's not there. So when the father's not there, the family tends to go astray. And do things that are harmful to themselves and harmful, harmful to the community. Shooting each other, killing each other. Um, having sex, sex outside of marriage. And leaving the mothers with the the responsibility to raise the children. Dependence on the government to provide for them through welfare and so forth. Because the father's not there. They're either in jail, incarcerated, 
or dead, oftentimes, even. Not there. To train up the children, to instruct them on what is right and what is wrong. So fathers, we have a big responsibility. We have a responsibility to be there whenever we can for our children. To raise them up in the way that they should go. To set the example on how they should live before a holy God. An almighty God. A God that has made it clear that we are to be holy. Even as he is holy. It begins with fear of him. Reverence for him. A love for him. A desire to please him. A trust in him that for all those who are willing, God is there. And he will provide. This is the providence of God. Especially for the children of God. For those who believe in Jesus Christ. For those who truly repent. That is, that are truly sorry for their unholiness, their unrighteousness, their unwillingness to be good fathers. That is, to be there for their children. And I have my share of sinfulness before God. I've made many mistakes as a father. But I'm always in constant communion with God. Asking God to forgive me. And asking God to provide me with wisdom. And he has always been faithful to do that. I thank God every day that he has been there for me and, and, and has provided me with wisdom on how to be a good father. So I want to encourage you fathers to be there for your children. I want to encourage you to know that God is there for you and he is willing and he is able to provide you with everything that you need in order to train your children. And instruct them in the knowledge, the wisdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, of our God, the Godhead, a triune God, a God that has revealed himself in three persons, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And to relay that to your children, to encourage them, to build them up. So that they too will hopefully have the same love, desire, and willingness to obey God, to trust in God, and to provide for their children. And that their children, children, and so forth, will do the same. That is the hope and should be our hope as fathers, Christian fathers. Everywhere. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. 
by being absent, by living for yourself, living for your job. Abusing the mothers of your children by not being committed to them, to provide for, for them, to help them in the raising of your children, the training of your children, and the instructing of your children. Please don't. I know it's hard. It's difficult. I mean, there are times where you just can't for many, many, many reasons that I really don't want to um, dwell on. But when you can, please be there. Trust God that He knows what is right. Trust God that He created us and He knows what's best for us. And it's revealed in His Word. The structures are there. And all we have to do is follow them. God will provide. He has given us the Holy Spirit. The Spirit that will lead us and guide us, preserve us, sanctify us. Give us all that we need in order to do it. When we trust in Him. In God. Amen. Heads bowed, eyes closed, let us pray. Lord God, Father in Heaven, thank You for once again reminding us as fathers, that we have a responsibility, we have a duty to our children to train them and to instruct them, to not exasperate them. It's so hard in these days and times, especially when there's so many things going against us. Whenever I watch television, in most cases the father is He's a buffoon. He's a he's a he's a buffoon. He's a he's a joke. There's so much going against us, especially black men. We're absent in leadership roles such as at the schools. We're absent in leadership roles on television. Uh, is as if the only thing we can do best in is sports. Basketball, football, you know. But if, in most cases, even those men, many of them, are not doing so well as well in raising their children, it appears. So we need help. We need mercy. We need guidance. We need your assurance. In Jesus' name I ask and pray. Amen.